0: It's Tennessee Titans stock, fellas. It happened. Let's go to you, big fella.
1: Boom, boom. Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Thank goodness, I was I was sweating all day long, big fella. <laughs> you've been telling us literally for months. You're not buying another jersey
0: until Derrick Henry signs. So, tell me about your um, internet activity this afternoon.
1: Oh man, I am on the Titans website right now, picking out my Double Deuce jersey. Maybe a few listeners want to tell me what to pick. I'll, which color? Uh, I'm leaning towards that dark blue. I think it's pretty.
2: So it's four years, fifty million, with twenty five million guaranteed. So that's the first two years guaranteed. Majority of the guaranteed money will be in the first two years. In terms of average value, it's sixth over the past couple years among big money contracts. Behind Christian McCaffrey at 16, Zeke Elliott at 15, 15, Todd Gurley at 14, and Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson at 13.
0: Big fella, this contract just hit a few hours ago. We wanted to get our listeners our information right away. I know people are dying for content. Landon makes the point, comparatively, this looks really good amongst other top running backs. The big question is, why does he sign such a team-friendly deal wide now? He could have played out the franchise tag and gotten this value. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things go into it. But one thing that is evident with Derrick Henry is he just seems like a really solid dude wanting to – you know, and he has a lot of pride in what he does. He wants to build a great reputation. That's what he's done in the league. He's, you know, he, he didn't hold out with his franchise tag. He signed it really quickly. So he had every intent on playing. He wasn't going to hold out and and not play. So he wanted to do right by the team. He wanted to do, do right by the fans. He wanted to, to play the game the way he wants to do it, which is um he's a smash mouth football kind of guy i'm sure he wanted to get this deal done and they were able to finally get to a number they could agree upon he's going to be set for quite a while financially and you know obviously the elephant in the room is the you know the whole covid 19 factor maybe maybe there isn't a season or maybe it doesn't work out well and you know he's able to sign that deal and get that guaranteed money maybe maybe COVID alters the way the league operates so those are just some thoughts off the top of my head uh, of why he signs a deal, and I'm glad he did. <laughs> Len
0: and I agree with Big Fellow that I think he wanted to take some money up front. This is a guy, for all that we've known about him, he's a Heisman winner. Uh, in the NFL, he's made $2.8 million. And I guess I said it incorrectly to say uh, the franchise running back value this year was just 10.2. So he does get a raise from that.
2: Well, I think Derrick Henry looked at what happened to Le'Veon Bell and he saw the dangers of just chasing the money. Yeah, you can play out on the franchise tag, go on the open market, get your money. But it's probably going to be a bad team paying you that has a bad offensive line. Compared to if he stays here, he signs top the fifth highest contract. He's still getting paid reasonably well. He's in a system that meshes perfectly with his skill set. He's got chemistry with his teammates. He loves being in Tennessee. Everything's going right for him, and assuming he's out after the two guaranteed years, he hits the market again at the end of his physical prime and he can get one more contract. I think you saw how Le'Veon Bell mishandled the market.
0: I think Le'Veon Bell was fighting against the stereotype against running backs, and I think Derrick Henry just decided not to do that, and we shouldn't scoff at $25 million over two years. Uh, this will be age 26 and age 27 seasons. This is perfect for the Titans. This is good for him. I, I could see more money in his future. Yeah, he had more than 300 carries last year, but what's interesting for me is if I'm his agent, this guy is not going to make less than a half a million dollars every year for the rest of his life just signing autographs and going to events. This guy's a Heisman Trophy winner and he is a legend at the most tradition-rich university in in college football and uh, he's well on his way to, uh, to doing something similar in the NFL, right? So, not that you leave money on the table, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Landon has said, right, this kid just wants to get back to work and eliminate all the, all the distractions, right?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, think about it. Who <laughs> Why do you go to Alabama? You go there because they're pro-ready and they're going to be your best bet to get into the league, and especially a running back. I mean, look at Mark Ingram and all the running backs that have gone through that program, and now Derrick Henry. You know, so, really, he's just, you know, Checking off things off the list. He played big-time college football to get to the pros. He got to the pros. Now he wants to be one of the best. All right, check that off. Now he wants to be paid like one of the best. Check that off. So he's playing pro football, making a whole buttload of money. And, uh, you know, I I think he's fine. He's content with that. He doesn't need to be the top-paid guy in the world. And, you know, he he knows where his his strengths are. He knows the game he plays. And, you know, as long as he can continue to play it, and get paid, you know what he's worth. You know we're all going to be happy.
0: I say under market. I mean this is a good deal, really, for both. But he's going to make less in per year and guarantees by at least six million dollars than David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so this works. Uh, this isn't one of those deals where he's just going to be upset or whatever. This is money this is a guy that has made $2.8 million. He needed to get paid. And before that sounds out of touch for people, these guys have a a cost of living. I remember seeing him at the Icon where I assume that he lives downtown. These guys, they need to make money, $25 million over two years. If you save a third of that, live off a third and pay a third in taxes, which you can do in this state, that's I don't have to do the math for you guys. That's nine million dollars in the bank. That's you set for life. And ultimately, you take that and you run with it. Landon, let's talk about the interesting uh, tweet you sent us from Walter Sharp today, who does a lot of really advanced analytics. Uh, he says we played a pretty weak uh, rush defense as a whole week to week last season, and we're going to play a weaker, according to her his projections, in 2020 this season with the limited training camp if we play 16 i mean 17 games if we wind up playing 8 9 10 games then have a playoff this is going to benefit a pound the rock team right
2: yeah i would agree and just to quantify the level of run defense last year we faced the second easiest run defense this upcoming season we're going to face the easiest so any questions about off-season preparation and the loss of Jack Conklin at right tackle are offset by facing an easier schedule. So I think it's fair to say Derrick Henry should be roughly equal to what he was last year. And that makes me feel a lot better about this contract because only two years guaranteed, one of which is upcoming, and you're pretty confident he's going to be all pro caliber. So it's just one year where you're not sure he'll be worth the money, but after that you can get right out.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, to that point, like... <laughs> He, he, we're facing the easiest run defenses this year. What if? I mean, I know this is a crazy number, so don't really acknowledge it. What if he? What if he runs for three thousand yards this season? Then what does he say next off season when he comes to negotiate? Like, oh hey, I ran for three thousand yards last year. Um, I want twenty million a year. Like,
0: I don't think he says that. I think he knows that he can
1: Oh no, That's right. I know, but I'm saying this, if, the, if, the, if if, if this if this deal didn't, didn't get, that, get done.
0: Say on the franchise tag, I think he took the extra two million dollars and the money up front. I don't think they get paid until week to week. This guy took money now and he put it in the bank. And that's what this is about. That's why he did this. And that's why it was the last day. He was waiting for them to do something. And I think his representation said, look, money now, money today is better than if you go in this franchise tag and we play eight out of 17 games, you're gonna get half of $10.2 million. You need to take $25 million because whatever they give you in the signing bonus, whatever they give you upfront, you're going to keep regardless of how many games they play. Um, so, I mean, I think ultimately it came down to, he was convinced by his representation, that uh, this is. these are such weird times. Uh, it's not going to, I don't think this is going to happen, but it's not going to shock anybody uh, listening to this podcast if we don't play a game this year. Uh, I think they'll work out something. But it, it, but it wouldn't be shocking. I'm just saying it's not out of context. It wouldn't be uh, beyond imagination. So, ultimately... Um, I think he chose security. I, I don't know if he would have done this if we, we didn't have this pandemic on us. Uh, Landon, you agree?
2: I think I would agree. They want to make as much as possible, but at some point, twenty five million is good enough, especially in such uncertainty. The cap isn't going to rise, so it's not like he's going to play out the tag, let the cap grow so he can make more money. So he's just playing it safe, playing it smart, and I respect it. And, John, just to touch on what you joked about with him putting up outlandish stats, If you consider the offensive continuity we're bringing back, the easy run defenses we're going to face, the fact that shortened or limited off-seasons disproportionately affect defenses more than offenses, I think you'll see him push for 2,000 yards or a 2,000-yard pace. If you think about 2011, three quarterbacks passed for 5,000 yards, and Aaron Rodgers had the most efficient season ever because defenses couldn't prepare because they didn't have an off-season. This is a similar situation. I think Derrick Henry can be on pace to put up historic numbers.
0: Oh, yeah. I think yeah. benefits us. Uh, there's no doubt about it.
1: Big time. And honestly, we've all seen the videos of Derrick Henry running up that hill where it looked like he had been out, been out there for four days uh, and throwing a medicine ball up the hill and then catching a pass. <laughs> when I watched that video, I told everybody who was around me, I was like, watch this guy run for 3,000 yards this upcoming season, Nobody and I'm not getting in his damn part. way. <laughs> Nobody touches mean, preparation.
0: preparation. No. Even you know, the greatest player in this league is Pat Mahomes. And I think the Super Bowl kind of runs through him and Andy Reid the next decade. But you saw them get better as the season goes on. You can uh, upset the tempo of a passing game. But Derrick Henry, when they uh, I think it benefits a lack of preparation or um, a lack of training camp or uncertainty is here's ball, see ball, run ball. I mean it just is i mean i just think uh these guys need training camp they need that rhythm and if they don't get every bit of that you're gonna you're about to see that in a week and a half with um, some really weird pitching you're going to see in major league baseball because this stuff happens for a reason they make these guys go spend six weeks in florida for a reason and that's why these guys spend the summer uh getting ready because uh this stuff looks like checkers on sunday to us but it's really chess uh big fella i know you're excited about this landon Seventeen million dollars in salary cap space for 2020. Really, an excellent job by our front office. We got everybody we wanted. I know I miss uh, Jarrell Casey, but we got everybody we we really need. And seventeen million dollars. I'll just I'll just leave you the floor.
1: Yeah, I mean, what? Um, I'm thinking of a guy. He's probably about six six. Got dreads, and he can really ruin an opposing offense (laughs) and i think obviously with that cap number we don't have to spend it all on him so Clowney would be a great addition right now i know we've been banging that drum for a while and you know i'm almost ready to just give up on it but now that we've got derrick henry taken care of maybe we can start to focus in on that situation maybe he gets cleared to travel to nashville for a physical whatever it might be i know that john robinson and mike Vrabel have made some comments the past few weeks about the likelihood of us signing Clowney, and they definitely did not shoot the rumors down so it's a very interesting thing to keep an eye on or maybe they just think you know we're fine and we keep we play it safe and we don't need Clowney and we just allocate that money to next year to to lock up jayon brown to lock up Dory jackson to to kind of tie up some other loose ends who knows what what's going to happen uh, the remaining positions we have to kind of resolve and take care of so I, i'm Really encouraged by this front office. You know, we've been encouraged since J. Rob has come here to Nashville, um, and he continues to make smart decisions and put us in a good spot. Which, you know, for us Titans fans, it hasn't always been our history. We've well, had terrible cap issues. We've had terrible rosters. You know, we've seen it all. I think a key word
0: from what John's saying is flexibility, mm-hmm. and um, that was really important for us to have before we knew all heck was going to break loose in the world. And I think we must see some unprecedented, interesting. Things with maybe unloading contracts or who knows what. And we have a flexibility that few franchises are going to have, and it could really benefit us in 2020, right?
2: Oh, for sure. We're lucky we're not the Eagles or the Saints where if the cap stays the same or barely moves, they're going to be in serious trouble because they've been kicking the can down the road forever. Like the Eagles are going to have to cut or do some serious cap magic next off season, assuming there isn't a cap spike. They're going to have to lose a lot of good players due to how they've been all in. And we haven't had the success they've had, but we're in a position where we don't have to cut anyone who's actually good just because we can't afford them. $17 million, like you guys touched about, gives us a lot of different directions we can go to, and it means we can afford to retain our young guys. We've got some older veterans that will probably be let go. That creates more cap. We're not going to be in a, put in a bind where we have to make a tough decision.
0: Big fellow, Pat Mahomes, $500 million. And you could even imagine him earning every bit of that. Uh, seems mutually beneficial. They're going to immediately scheme to be a relevant Super Bowl player for the next literally 15 years. And uh, I think they've got the coach and the quarterback to do it. These mid-round picks, this cap stuff is going to be really important for them. Uh, your thoughts on just an unprecedented deal?
1: Crazy. you know, obviously when we all saw the news come across, it was like, what number <laughs> how long so that's pretty wild the fact that you know players right now with the uncertainty that we have are signing player is signing a 10 plus year million de- 10 plus year deal is pretty unprecedented it hasn't happened since i think like donovan McNabb or michael vick and those kind of contracts but you know for a fraction of what Mahomes actually signed for so pretty wild to think of just anybody earning 500 million dollars in the sport that I love and I've played for a long time, obviously nowhere near professional levels, but to think that somebody could make that kind of money from that sport is, you know, it's just unreal. Like you said, they're going to have to be really smart. Uh, about their late round draft picks and you know signing free agents and kind of managing all that stuff especially with Chris Jones you know signing his extension too I'm sure you're going to touch on that in a minute so I'm sorry if I stepped on some toes but they're just going to be very careful they're kind of like Landon said uh, with the with the Saints continuously kicking the can down the road they're going to be really smart and they're going to have to cater every other deal they do from here for the next 10 years around this Mahomes deal
0: I'm an accountant, so I think in terms of future value of money and projections, it sounds so crazy to give guy guaranteed money when there's so much uncertainty this season, but they know eventually uh, that we're going to find a way to play these games. This is about the next decade, not the next year. I think they sought to lock him up as cheaply as they possibly could, and this is that point in time. In $500 million, honestly, if the league shakes this off like I hope the whole world does and continues to grow they'll have the Steph Curry of the NFL and uh this could literally if he stays healthy um it'd be a bargain at the end of the contract is as crazy as that sounds because think about 10 years ago or seven years ago what the highest paid quarterback was that's uh that would be you know 12th or 13th on the list now uh really interesting forward-thinking stuff and, and good risk-taking but we'll see Landon, uh, there's some troubling stories uh, coming out that you were sharing with uh, John and I about the um, um, Washington uh, franchise. Um, Tell us a little about what you can say and what you think's been confirmed. I I know Fred Smith, who I admire, and is of course our office coordinator, um, Arthur Smith's uh, father and um, the uh, chief executive officer of FedEx, who is kind of the lead sponsor of the Washington NFL franchise and was a part owner until last week. He abruptly just sold his interest. Uh, You said people in and around that uh, franchise that have worked for them for years have just resigned. There's, uh, There's trouble in the water big time in Washington, right?
2: Oh, for sure. And assuming you're listening to this Thursday morning, you might already see some leaks and Friday should be the big reveal. There's supposed to be a bombshell Washington Post article about just the various misdeeds of the Washington organization from top to bottom, including Daniel Snyder. Like you said, Fred Smith has sold their 16 year announcer resigned today. One of their player personnel directors was replaced and Daniel Snyder just has a long and troubled history of, I would say suspicious activity that gives credence to these rumors. Earlier this decade, he was trying to build private property on federally owned land. A federal agent told him no and was stopping him. And Daniel Snyder reportedly just made this guy's life as hard as it could be and ended up getting his way in building on this land. And then the main thing, the main selling point that makes people think this is going to perhaps force Daniel Snyder to sell the team is that in in the middle of this decade, they took the Washington cheerleaders on some promotion. It was overseas. And while they were there, the team took the cheerleaders' passports so they couldn't return. This is what this is what backwards nations across the world used to pretty much have slave labor because these people don't have a passport and they can't get back. And reportedly, the cheerleaders were asked to do various degrading things that they were pretty much forced to do because they didn't have a choice.
0: That's basically trafficking if that's true
2: yeah it was but they ended up coming back
0: no but i'm just saying if you hold somebody kind of against their will for a minute
2: and that was a quick summary if you want to just google washington football team cheerleader scandal and it'll pop up
1: yeah i don't know i mean daniel snyder obviously for as long as we've been paying attention to the league he just it doesn't he just seems like a jerk (laughs) um so i'm i'm with you i don't think he i don't think he belongs in today's NFL, you know, one of the, the, the good old boys who just doesn't evolve. It doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't understand what's important in life. And I just don't think there's room for that in our, in our league, this you know, anymore, especially with so many young kids and young players looking up to these people as heroes and idols, and it's just not a good, not a good fit. So, um, you know, like you said, I hope everybody involved, you know, gets to, um, be heard and, Um, has whatever justice served to them that they can and i hope that anybody who's implicated or guilty of doing some wrongdoings or you know they get the help that they need and they you know are disassociated with the league and you know i I just hope that it all comes out to some result that we can all you know tolerate and and, you know that promotes the league and promotes what the league wants to kind of uh, kind of establish as far as you know, an organization. And I, I hope that they can get on board. And, you know, I mean, we've seen so many things with the Redskins. Well, with I will say, I'll redact that and say with Washington lately, um, you know, with a name change and with all sorts of different things. Um, so it's clearly a franchise from top to bottom that just needs a lot a, a lot of changing. Guys, let's end on this one.
0: If they tell us, hey, because we, uh, we go to all the games. I know Landon will, will be going to Knoxville. Uh, but John and I are going to beg him every Saturday to – to come on Sundays uh, and, and drive to Nashville and join us for the game. Um, but I think the decision will be ours. Landon, uh, John and I are, of course, season ticket holders, but Landon went to uh, all the games with us last year and in previous years. Uh, guys, if they say, hey, only only a fifth of that stadium is going to be full, are you going to go if they, if they give out something like that? Um, I'll start with you, Landon.
2: No, I'm not going – I'm just because part of the reason I go in, even though our crowd generally, we like to say it's not that good, it's just the atmosphere and the feeling of camaraderie. And if it's only a fifth and with COVID and social distancing, you're not going to have that same atmosphere. And I'm also asthmatic. I'm more at risk. I'm not going to risk it. And just in this uncertain economy, why would I pay money to go to a fifth? of maximum capacity football game where I'm not getting into the atmosphere of the crowd, the players who, for all I know, but the starting quarterback, Brian Tannehill could get COVID and he's not playing. The on-field product is completely up in the air. There's just too much uncertainty for me to go to football this year.
1: Well, so the, the Titans have already put out, you know, notice that all single game tickets Uh, have been canceled and refunded. So basically, if you're not a season ticket member at this point, you're not getting in the stadium. So right now, it's only the season ticket members. I've also seen other reports of people who have been notified that it's like, you know, the only people who have season tickets and have already paid are they going to be the only ones that are going to be able to go to attendance and everybody has to sign a COVID waiver everybody has to wear a face covering there will be no cash delivery there'll be no cash transactions inside the stadium all food will be prepackaged. you know they're you know they're doing their homework so i think it'll be really interesting to see what actually happens honestly I'm a diehard. I'm tempted to go. (laughs) If I'm being completely honest too, I also a couple weeks had a dream that the three of us were getting ready for a game and they were, you know, we were at the stadium and I don't know what happened, but I walked into the stadium myself and I looked up at all the, the, the stadium, the seats and nobody was wearing a mask. And I just like woke up sick to my stomach and in a sweat. And I was like, Oh my God, what's happening. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens with the titans and with with other teams in general i know that i think today um you know not officially from the nfl or, or the philadelphia eagles but um there are a couple different websites that have already said that the city of philadelphia will not allow fans to be in attendance at home games um, so i don't know if even it like if, if this is going to be a united front if one team does it everybody else has to comply to due to competitive advantages I don't know what that looks like. Maybe they do cardboard cutouts in in the stands to to give the players the resemblance of people and pipe in crowd noise. I I don't know how that works. Um, And I, I, for one, for as long as I've played this game and for as long as I've been a fan of the NFL, I don't understand how a game without fans works. It could work in some, some sports, but not football, man, not football. So it'll be just really interesting, but I'll tell you what, if, if they have that opportunity for us to go to the game, I'm going to think really, really hard about it, and I am going to have to make a tough decision, and I I might do it.
0: I knew you both have conflicting things. I know you both of you take what we're going through uh, as a world very seriously, both of you, but I know that that's going to be an interesting decision for, for everyone, and my hope is that hopefully it goes the way that the world has it changed forever, uh, and um, I just hope that we can get back to normalcy. And this is the only season that we'll deal with stuff like this. It's kind of hard to hard to know. Interesting time. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, it's great to be back with you. Very excited to have Derek Henry in two tone blue for uh, hopefully uh, four more seasons at least.
1: Hopefully more. To, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully for stay yeah. home, Derek.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely, um, guys. Uh, Stay safe, everybody up there. Hit us up on Twitter, Titans Talkcast. Uh, Follow us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, wherever you listen to us, Google Podcasts. This show is written and uh, edited by Landon Peden. We appreciate him uh, making it sound good, and we just hope everybody has a good week. We'll be back with you
2: soon. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.